This is In Your Business with Michael Sayer, a production of CUI Wealth Management. In this episode, we went over some basic principles of establishing and maintaining a professional network with Jared Olson from Motivosity. I hope you enjoy it. Jared, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, first off, thank you so very much for allowing me to join you today. Really excited to kind of uh, talk and, and get to, you know, share some of the ideas about networking. Um, I have loved networking with time. Um, uh, so I grew up, I'm a Utah native, uh, met my wife when we were 14 years old in junior high. Um, and nice. we dated on and off throughout all of high school. Um, and then uh, we have we have three boys today. I've got an eight-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-and-a-half-year-old. I've been working in the human resource field for about the last 15 years or so. Um, and I just love kind of getting out and creating some unique networking events and helping people be connected and, and really sh- shine a spotlight on those awesome people in Utah and, you know, throughout the business community that are really doing some incredible things. So a Utah guy, uh, served a mission for my church in San Jose, California, uh, went Spanish speaking, but I, I think I identify most as a husband and a father. That's really where I like to spend my time. And when I'm not with them, I just like to create some unique opportunities to bring people together. I know you guys have done some pretty cool things like uh, the pickleball um, yeah. and stuff like that. And I went to Tennessee Spanish speaking, so I, I get how that sweet so stateside cool. Spanish is yeah, the way to go. Absolutely. What would you tell other professionals? How can they cultivate professional relationships? Yeah, I absolutely love that question. Um, I think that there's a couple of ground rules that most people need when they're going to go out and network. And, and I think the first one is to just assume people are inherently good. When we look for the good in other people, it really puts our guard down when we come to networking. Like a lot of the time, when we, let's say we get a, a random person sends us an invite on LinkedIn. We're very quick to say, I don't know them. I don't know if they should be in my, in my internal network and tribe. And I, my counter to that is I bet that they're just good people. And so I want to connect with them. I want to hear their story. And you can definitely set those boundaries and a foundation of like what you want to discuss and what you can do to help them. And, and you can, you know, kind of get those salespeople not to be so pushy, but you can still genuinely get to know who the individual is. So I think you have to have good intent. And then I think you also have to just be creative if you're going to be facilitating and creating some network opportunities. So one of the things that you mentioned that I've been able to put together over the past year or two is pickleball networking. And that really originated just because I love to play pickleball. I'm not super good at it. I'm relatively new, but I wanted to just get together with some people and play. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to just network at the same time? And so when we put on events, we typically get between 50 and 60 people that show up. And they're usually a new group of individuals. A lot of them are first time players. And the beauty of pickleball is you're on a small court so you can have a conversation with everyone around you. If you're an introvert, you're still playing a sport. So it makes you feel like you're engaged, even if you're not talking. And if you're really extroverted, then you're just having a blast. And so it it hits people with a lot of different desires and needs and what their, their personality types are. They can genuinely be who they are. And so I think when you get creative and look at something you're passionate about, like pickleball, um, we've also done ping pong networking, virtual reality networking. And, and uh, during COVID-19, we did 
cribs tours. So we, you know, got tours of over 40 people's cribs and where they live and we got to see inside their fridges and what their kids are doing for homework. And I, I think that um, in order to create that connection with people, you have to be really vulnerable and informal. Um, I don't like those events where you go and you have to wear a suit and a tie or a dress in high heels and like feel like you have your A game. You should be able to like show up as you are in your environment and just be genuinely yourself. And I think that that's the secret to like really good uh, networking opportunities. Yeah. I love what you're, what you're doing with having people show their crib and you're really good at getting people to, to be themselves. And I think you're absolutely right. I think sometimes as professionals, we think, Hey, we need to give off a certain presence or else people aren't going to take us seriously. I, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I agree. I think a lot of people have that, that uh, connotation. I think it's incorrect. I want to do business with people that I know and trust and like, and that are real humans. And some of the people that I use as vendors, for example, are people that I've known for years and years. And it took years and years for me to be able to get, to, for them to get my business, right? Because I already had established relationships and then the timing worked out. So uh, I think when you're just authentic and vulnerable, then that's when people really let their guard down and, and when, pe when real human connection takes place. So I have an Instagram account called Beyond the Resume. And so I, I feel like you have to go beyond somebody's resume and you have to say, what makes you tick? And what are your intrinsic motivators? And I don't want to talk business. I want to talk about you. I want to learn about who you are and where you came from and, and what your thoughts on uh, family and religion and like all politics and all these like things you shouldn't talk about at work. I want to hear your thoughts on it because I don't care about the position. I care about you as the individual. And when we have that mentality and we're that vulnerable, then real connection takes place. Great advice. I love it. So what do you see as some of the biggest opportunities out there for business professionals as they're trying to develop their network? What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I think, I think for some reason, a lot of people really need approval in their minds. Like, uh, is it okay if I go do this? Is it good use of my time? Will my business be upset if I, I, I go do that? And I think we need to be less concerned about what others think. And we just need to add value where value can be added. And so one tip that I, I definitely have for those that are trying to break into, you know, networking or build their own profession out is to be, is to volunteer. Whatever profession or industry you're a part of, there are definitely nonprofit groups and, and mastermind groups and think tanks that get together. And I started off early in my career being in the HR space. The, the world's largest group of HR practitioners is a group called SHRM or the Society for Human Resource Management. And the first time I went to an event, I found out who the president of the chapter was. And I went straight up to her and I said, hi, my name is Jared Olson and I want to help. What can I do? I want to volunteer. And she said, well, you know, we, we actually need someone to hand out like certification certificates at the door after the event. I said, awesome. I'm going to crush that for you. And every time I would go, I would volunteer and I got more and more involved to the point where I was invited to be on the board of directors. 
and this is all while I was getting my undergraduate. And while I was getting my undergrad, they even asked me to be the president of the chapter. So now there's 250 HR professionals that are looking to me for leadership. And I don't even know if HR is what I want to do with my career. <laughs> and, and it's just because when you volunteer, you, you really are able to connect with people and break down a lot of barriers. And so if you are interested in, in growing your profession and, and your brand awareness in the space, you just got to like go to events and say, how can I help and and by helping you're not helping by talking about maybe your product or your personal priorities or initiatives you're there to add value to that group um, and, and so one thing I've learned through volunteering is that most people give about 10% of their effort because it's a volunteer thing so if you give it 25% effort you look like a rock star but what you're trying to do is to help that that group or that community succeed. You're trying to build awareness and get more people there and have better discussions and dialogue. And when you do that, magic results. From what I've seen, I see a lot of professionals that when they when they start out or they start networking, they look at it from a different perspective and they see you know, like a sales opportunity or an opportunity for a promotion or an opportunity to get into a company for hire. And I think it's hard for people to see kind of the long-term, just the importance of having, having good relationships, just that's just part of your community and the, the type of people that you're serving. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, Michael, I, I love that. It makes me think about the difference between a job and a career. If you go to a networking event for your job, um, I think you're going with the wrong intentions, right? You're there to sell something or you're there to benefit yourself in some way. But if you look at it from a career perspective, I mean, average retention right now is about three years. So you know you're on average gonna stick in your job for three years and have a new job. And so why you're going to networking events is primarily to help your career. It's to help your continuing education, to establish you, you in the community as a thought leader and as a volunteer and someone who cares. And you will, as a result, help improve your job. You will sell stuff, but you may not sell it for the job you're in right now. It may be a job that you have in 10 years down the road after you've already established some really solid relationships. So don't have a short-term uh, plan in mind. You really need to go with a, a, a long-term game of like, hey, here's how this is going to benefit um, not just me, but others and how throughout my career and how we can advance our profession. Like what, what a cool way to go meet with like-minded individuals in the same industry. And instead of starting off saying, hey, I'm Jared with Motivost, you start off and saying, hey, I've got some thoughts about how we can improve our industry. Um, and here they are, what do you think? And immediately people are gonna say, wow, I've, I've never considered that before. Like that's a really unique perspective. And I thought I was just here to be told what a new employment law was <laughs> and not to really be challenged in my thought process. But when we challenge each other, we help everybody win. And we need Utah to win. We need each other to win. Um, and when everybody succeeds, it helps put our state on the map as a, as a destination place for employers to come. It creates more job opportunities. It creates those promotion opportunities. And it helps with those short-term needs that we have. But we have to enter that networking door with an eye on long-term. Jared, we're going to wrap up here, but do you mind giving us a few closing thoughts? Yeah, another one I have for you is... Um, 
come up with, uh, so, so networking doesn't have to be formal as we've kind of talked about. Um, and it's also not something that just two or three people should own. Like I have a big, hairy, audacious goal. And, and in Utah, we've got the Silicon Slopes Tech Summit. It's probably the biggest networking event that happens. Um, I would love instead of that being at the Salt Palace every year, I would love for it to be lots of mini micro events that happen at K1 speed or at pickleball courts or uh, different venues where there's an activity around it. And maybe it's like Aaron Sconard's at K1 speed. If you want to go hear him and ride go-karts with him, go check him out at this, this time. Um, we need people to get creative with networking. Um, one example that I really love is a buddy of mine, Justin Severson with uh, Paylocity. And he uh, had this idea one day while I was driving down the road of what if I interviewed someone in my car and went beyond the resume, asked them some funny questions while we had warheads, those sour warheads in our mouth. And he calls it sour chatter. And it's unique. Instead, and like, yeah, he's a sales guy for an for a HR tool. But instead of saying, hey, can I sell you this? He says, I'd love to hear your story and do it while we eat warheads and I, and I record it because it's kind of funny. And he develops real relationships with people. So mine's pickleball and interviewing people. Like I love to hear stories and just kind of interview them and share that online. What's yours? What, what as a listener, what is something that you're passionate about? Whatever you're passionate about, is there a way to invite other people to join you in that event or activity and just to have real vulnerable conversation? And that's your foot in the door. That's the way you start to meet people. So if you really want to meet uh, in a, you know, a C-level executive at a certain company, you're not going to lead with, I want to talk to you about my product. You're going to lead with, hey, I do this really kind of interesting networking thing, and I'm wondering if you would, would like to join me. Um, and you're going to get one-on-one -on -one time with them, and you're going to really make that, that meaningful connection with those people. So I think that's my parting thought is get creative in your networking and uh, let that be your brand voice that's out in, in you know, the thought leadership world. That's awesome. That's great advice. Once again, Jared, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Great thoughts. Hopefully we can have you again. Um, and we really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Have a good one. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through CUI Wealth Management. CUI Wealth Management, LLC, and Woodbury Financial Services, Inc. are not affiliated entities. Jared Olson and Motivosity are not affiliated with Woodbury Financial or CUI Wealth Management. CUI Wealth Management is located at 5965 South, 900 East, Suite 150, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84121.